0: Welcome to Sports-ish, the podcast, a place to make sports fun, cute, and easy, a place to bring you the sports and the ish. This is not your boyfriend sports news, it's Sports-ish, my name is Lily, and I am your host. We made it through another week of January, congratulations, truly the worst month of the year. Of course, we, we love a good goal-setting session, but then you get into the depth of the month, and it's horrific. It is really friggin' cold outside. New York, we're dipping into the teens and that's, that's when I, I am done. And Jason Kelsey is probably retiring. Both of these things mixed together, same week, depth of January. I am gonna be honest, I'm unwell. I'm unwell these days. I'm not feeling like my best self. I've, like, found myself crying over Jason Kelsey's potential retirement, which, by the way, he has not confirmed. And I thought to myself, okay, you're unwell. The rumor about his retirement was reportedly leaked to the press by someone who was in the locker room after the Eagles lost to the Buccaneers this past Monday. At the end of the game, Jason was seen crying. And obviously, you know, you lose, it's sad, you're out of the playoffs but there's always next year, unless, of course, there's not. And so the tears made people think, you know, this is the end of the road for him. And then it was leaked to ESPN, by the way, that he told his teammates after the game that he was retiring. Maybe we need to get Eagle's wife, Leah Covey, on here, one of one of our, our dear friends at Sportsish, and see what she's heard at home. But it was reported that that's what he told his teammates. And then... I thought he wasn't going to comment on it after the game. He was going to save it for the New Heights podcast this week, which in New Heights, he made no official announcement. He did get very emotional, though, and Travis got very emotional. And so it appeared that it's coming soon. When he'll officially announce, if he'll officially announce, I don't know, but it's likely that he will. So in honor of his potential retirement, I'm wearing a Daddy Kelsey sweatshirt today. This was made, of course, In honor of Travis, I'm going to pretend that it's for Jason. You know, when you watch his documentary, Kelsey, that came out on Amazon Prime this year, he talks a lot about retirement and how much space it takes up in his brain and how much he thinks about it. You know, he's 36 years old. In the professional sports world, that's around retirement age. But you got to think about 13 seasons in the NFL. I'm sure his body just hurts. I'm sure his body just hurts, and he's probably sick of... Traveling, and maybe he just wants to enjoy his millions with his sweet little family, wear his flip flops every day, and enjoy the fruits of his labor, so to speak. We've been focusing on Jason a lot recently on Sportsish, on our social media pages. And I had a moment where I was like, is this too much? Like, are we posting too much about Jason Kelsey? And then I took a step back and I said, actually, no, (laughs) I don't know if we could ever post enough about Jason Kelsey. I don't think I've ever loved a professional athlete more than I love Jason Kelsey. And I've been trying to think about what it is. I really discovered him and like started diving into who he was and his family life when he released the first Christmas album with the Eagles because he and Jordan Mailata were behind the Christmas album. So they kind of created it together. And so I was like, who is this Jason Kelsey character who looks like Yukon Cornelius from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Like, he's so fun. I love him. And so I kind of dove into Jason Kelsey and then started kind of listening to the New Heights podcast, which at the time was big, right, was groundbreaking because it was active NFL players during their season discussing kind of like behind the scenes during the season. So it was a big deal, but it was not at the level of fame it is now. And so I started listening to their podcast. I played the Christmas album on repeat. And, I, and then he went to the Super Bowl. And Jason Kelsey was the reason I was cheering for the Eagles all of a sudden. I just fell in love with him as a human being. N- nothing romantic. That is Kylie's man. But he just kind of took me back in a way that I hadn't experienced with an athlete before. And I've been trying to think about why do I and millions of other people love jason kelsey so much the vulnerability that jason presents and has presented time and time again is so refreshing and so unusual for a professional athlete you know i think professional athletes have had this this history with being strong and tough and macho and too cool for school and we don't get to see them in their human form all that often And so when they started the New Heights podcast and Jason was crying like every third episode, it was incredibly refreshing to see this, you know, macho, tough man on the field, come off the field and be emotional and vulnerable and open and relatable. One of my favorite parts of the New Heights episodes was when they were ranking their favorite serials. And it took a while. I was like, they're really committing to this. But just the way he talked about cereal, I was like, yes, absolutely. Yes, Reese's Puffs are the best cereal in the world. Of course they are. And of course, Jason Kelsey knows this and is going to acknowledge it. He's not talking about how he eats, you know, like 16 egg whites for breakfast every day like some professional athletes would. He just has this relatability, vulnerability, and emotional capacity that feels so rare for professional athletes. And then... On top of it, he's married to this woman, Kylie, who also presents those exact same things. Incredibly down-to-earth is how she appears. And Leia Covey, who came on the pod, who is a fellow Eagle's wife, said she deserves all the hype she gets. She really is that great. And so Kylie noticed her new level of fandom this year, and she capitalized it to benefit others. She capitalized it to raise money for autism awareness, And then they have these three little girls that are so cute, so funny. And then he has this mom who is also down to earth and wears her cute little outfits. And it's really evident how much his parents loved their children. You know, we've talked about it previously, but they stayed together for Jason and Travis while they were growing up. And then after Travis graduated, you know, the parents split. Ed and Donna split up. They got divorced. And Jason and Travis have acknowledged that they believe their parents kind of, even though they were struggling in their marriage, they stayed together for the kids and for their benefit and for their benefit in sports and for their emotional benefit. It's very clear how much Donna loves her sons and how much her sons love her in return. And so this package comes together so beautifully to create this really relatable, sweet, all Americana family that you just can't help but love. And then, you you know, you bring in the athletic piece, and he is one of the best centers in NFL history, so he will be a Hall of Famer. So a lot of people love him for that piece of it. So he just kind of checks all these boxes of being so likable, very talented, relatable, and I just, I love Jason Kelsey, and I'll, I'll scream it from the rooftops. I am so sad he's retiring, but also... I know he's not disappearing. I have a feeling new heights will continue. Um, There will be kind of, of course, a different dynamic to it. And there's, there's a lot of big things in store for Jason Kelsey. What makes me sad about it is that it feels sad for him. And you've got to imagine that this was a really difficult decision. The tears after the game, honestly, I was sitting there watching the football game crying. I was crying watching Jason Kelsey cry after his presumably last game with the Eagles. That's kind of dominated the sports world this week is the Jason Kelsey retirement news. But there's been but there's been a few other things going on. Kristen Yezik is the wife to 49ers player Kyle Yezik. And I have followed Kristen for a while. She is a really fun WAG follow. Actually, someone said that we're not supposed to use the term WAGs anymore. They don't like it because it's not inclusive enough. So we have suggested the term pals which is partners and lovers (laughs) you think I'm kidding I'm not that was my suggestion she wanted to do like P and S like partners and spouses but it doesn't roll off the tongue like wag actually nothing really rolls off the tongue like wag but for the sake of inclusivity let's go with pals partners and lovers so Kristen Yezik is a pal of 49ers player Kyle Yezik She does like really fun, cool designs. She takes team apparel, which is usually not cute, right? Like just a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, not cute. And she adapts it to kind of do these fun designs, shorts and vests and little tops. And her husband plays in California, so she doesn't have to dress like she's in the Arctic when she goes to football games. So she gets away with these fun little skirts and Then she started kind of shooting her shot and designing stuff for other people. So she sent one to Simone Biles, Debo Samuels. And she decided to make a puffer jacket for Brittany Mahomes. And this is wise for several reasons. First of all, she probably saw that it was going to be freaking freezing in Kansas City. And so she decided to go for a puffer jacket. In the package with Brittany, she included a jacket for Taylor Swift, just in case, right? She probably knew that Britney had been hanging out with Taylor. Well, what happens every time Taylor goes to an NFL game? Everything about her presence goes viral, including what she's wearing. And she was wearing the jacket that Kristen Yezik designed and made for her. and, And she exploded. When I started following her, I think she had like, 60,000 followers on Instagram I think when the game started she had like a hundred something thousand followers on Instagram she now has 594,000 followers on Instagram from this viral sensation selfishly I'm like oh no I wanted to bring her on the pod now her dms are probably flooded so if anyone has a connection to Kristen I think she would be so much fun on the podcast and I'd love to bring her on but I'm just so happy for her. And one of the fun little tidbits about the whole thing is every time a media outlet tweeted Taylor in the jacket, her husband Kyle, who was on a bye week, by the way, the 49ers, they had the best record in the conference, so they didn't have to play in the first round of the playoffs. So Kyle's just chilling this week, and he is on Twitter making sure everyone is crediting Kristen Yezik for Taylor Swift's jacket. Every like big new- news media outlet he's commenting underneath It's just so sweet. That was one of my favorite moments of the playoff weekend. The Australian Open is going on right now. And at the start of the competition, there were eight women who were mothers in the Australian Open. And that should be so recognized that once upon a time, motherhood felt like the end of a woman's career particularly in athletic career because your body changes, your hormones change, and also your priorities change and you have less time. And so how are you supposed to train like you once did when you have children? But all of these women had children and came back to the tennis world and are competing most notably Naomi Osaka came back after having a baby six months ago and she was eliminated in the first round there's this female tennis player former tennis player her name is Martina Navratilova I probably said that wrong uh, Naomi Osaka you know she comes to the Australian Open she takes on the number 16th seed Caroline Garcia and she gets eliminated in the first round so this former tennis player, she's a Czech tennis player, she, ca- she went on uh, the Tennis Channel to share her thoughts about Naomi showing in the Australian Open. She said the following. She said, I'm surprised she played in the tournament without being in the tip top shape she needs to be in. She was stretched out way too much and she didn't have a break point. That tells you all you need to know about that match. See, if we wait, if women are supposed to wait until they are maybe in the most tip-top shape to come back to compete in sports, then they probably will never because I will never be in the shape I was when I was 25 before I had kids and I had time to work out every day. That's just not going to happen for me. So I was really curious after this whole narrative if m- this Martina woman had children. And forgive me if you're a diehard tennis Fan, I know that she is really big in the tennis world. She's won 18 major single titles, 31 major women's double titles. She's a big deal in the tennis world, and I don't mean to play down that, but she also mm, doesn't have children. So for her to, you know, slam Naomi for being out of shape six months after she has a baby doesn't really feel that fair because she's never experienced it. That really, really irked me this week, and I hope it doesn't discourage. Other female athletes who have babies from coming back before maybe they're at their peak physical performance because maybe you'll never be at your peak again. Maybe you will be. You know, I ran a marathon this year, (laughs) I've mentioned it 12,000 times, but maybe you will feel like you're in great shape again after you have a baby, but maybe you won't. And that's okay. Why not try at least to come back? I'm, of course, rooting for Coco Goff. That's no one's surprises. that she is not a mom, but she is a boss. And she plays tonight against Alicia Parks, who is a fellow American. And I'd love to see her take another major. Did you know that she was the highest paid female athlete in the world in 2023, Coco Goff? And, of course, it has to do with her U.S. Open win, but a lot of it is sponsorships and brand deals and everything. And just she's only 19 and she's making a lot of money, and I'm so here for it. The National Women's Soccer League had their draft this week, and the first pick of the draft went to the Utah Royals, the new women's soccer team in Utah. And if you hear excitement in my voice, it's because I went to school in Utah. It's a state that I love dearly, and so to see them jump on the women's sports trend finally, embrace this new team is so fun. They drafted Ali Sentnor and Leveni Vaca was the first Tongan soccer player drafted into the National Women's Soccer League. And her reaction when she was drafted was so endearing. She had automatic tears. Her sisters and her aunties and her mom were all there giving her so much love. I grew up with a Tongan family. I had a Tongan best friend. And those people know how to love. And it was very clear when she was drafted that they were so excited and sharing lots of love for her. So I'm so happy for her. We got to get her on the pod. So many people to bring on the podcast. But before we bring on guests this season, we're talking about you. We are talking about your stories. Like I mentioned, I have not been, well, this week. It felt like between the January the jason kelsey the naomi osaka hate situation it was just angry angry person and i needed a laugh i needed a good mood and so i asked you guys to submit some of your own funny sports moments funny moments in sports and you did not disappoint so when we come back we'll share some of your sporty stories Sportsish Podcast is brought to you by Planted Media. Planted Media is a Utah-based media company with the goal of helping families preserve their memories in a format that will last the test of time. Planted's life history videos capture the smiles, laughs, emotions, and stories of those you love most so you can have them near for generations to come. Plus, with their new digital conversion and photo scanning features, you can finally brush the dust off those old VHS tapes and scrapbooks to have those memories on your phone. For a discount of any of their services, mention The Sports-ish at the time of booking. The Sports-ish podcast is also brought to you by Rookie Wellness. New year, new you, no way. New year, better you though. Rookie Wellness started because their founder, Roxanne, wanted to get back in shape after having her second child while working full-time. After exploring different exercises and looking into supplements, everything was intimidating. She felt it should be easier for someone who was already working out regularly to try and live their best life. She started Rookie Wellness. She wanted people like us to feel like they belonged and have access to high-quality products without breaking the bank. They are simplifying supplements to break down barriers that make it hard for beginners to get started in wellness. Their mission is to empower individuals on their wellness journey by providing accessible and inclusive health products. My favorite products are their wake and their sleep powder sticks. Their flavors are natural and tasty, and they do the trick. Use code thesports.ish for fifteen percent off your order on Rookie Wellness. Okay, we're back to share your stories that make us laugh lol do people still say that i i literally don't think so here we go in high school my friends and i were convinced we saw kyle korver who at the time was playing for the utah jazz we got a group picture and everything living the dream turns out he was at an away game that night and there was no scenario where he would have been there at the high school state tournament the poor random dude who we swarmed was probably so, so confused Can you imagine you're just like watching your cousin's high school basketball game and this group of girls just come swarms you with a camera and takes a picture and you're left very confused. Next one. My husband and I took a selfie at a Diamondback baseball game, posted the picture and used the hashtag so the stadium could put it on the jumbotron. Our picture was on the big screen along with the private parts of the man behind us. You could see right up his shorts in our picture. Oh, oh no. That is not something that anybody wants to see on the Jumbotron. On the Jumbotron in high def. It's too much. I was at my brother's basketball game and I really had to pee at halftime. I was so focused on using the bathroom. I didn't realize I walked into the men's locker room (laughs) with his entire team in there and they just stared at me. I (laughs) I never use the bathroom at basketball games anymore from fear that it will happen again. That is embarrassing. Was it an older brother? Were you like the younger sister that walked into your older brother's locker room with all of his friends? Okay, this this one is so good. (laughs) After a super bummer Christmas game, I remember that game, my husband and I decided we needed a redo. So last minute, I got us tickets to the Chiefs New Year's Eve game against the Bengals. By the way, Bengals is spelled B-A-N-G-L-E-S, which I appreciate because you're sports-lish. is the spelling of the bangle bracelets, not the Bengal football team. I digress. Walking into the stadium was a whole vibe. A group was playing Karma by Taylor, so naturally we had a dance moment. We were on our way through the sea of tailgaters to enter the stadium. We were literally getting ready to cross the street from the parking lot to the stadium when the toe of my shoe caught a crack when I was stepping off the curb and I did a swan dive into... (laughs) into a combat roll off the curb onto the ground nearly taking out the group of girls casually standing by us oh i was mortified men were jumping out of their chairs beers were flying to make sure i was okay my husband perplexed by what transpired in front of him snatched me up with a quickness it almost looked like it was aggressive because he didn't want me to dive off the curb again fair We started walking quickly because I was mortified and out of nowhere, a security guard came running up to us, almost tackling my husband because he thought it was a domestic dispute. (laughs) It was a mortifying night, but ended with the chief's win. (laughs) That's amazing. I am the clumsiest of humans, so I relate to this story strongly. But honestly, entering a professional sporting event is a liability. Like the stairs, the bleachers... The roads, the parking lots, like, oh my goodness, there's so many obstacles to get through, like passing people to get to your seat, like danger. It is dangerous to go to a sporting event. And you felt that. This is this is one of my favorite stories I've ever heard. My parents are UCLA diehard alumni, and my dad told me as a toddler that the UCLA fight song was the national anthem. So of course, when he takes me to my first MLB game at five years old and they say, please rise for the national anthem, I was effing jacked because I knew all the words. I started screaming, we are the sons of Westwood and we hail to the blue and gold. Everyone was laughing, including my father. I was extremely embarrassed. But hey, 30 years later, go Bruins. Oh, that's so cute and so good. I can just imagine you standing like everyone's got their hands over their heart. Total silence. And this five-year-old screaming this random college fight song. That's amazing. So I am a Texas Tech student, and we have a tradition of throwing tortillas at kickoff and when we score. This year, we played Baylor, and away I went. The whole game, I was perfectly fine tossing my tortillas, the Baylor fans didn't even care. At the end of the game, my friend who plays for Baylor wanted a photo with a tortilla, so I tossed one at him, and security had to escort me from the stadium. Why is that a tradition? Someone explain. Like sports are so weird. Why? Why are some of these traditions a thing? The tortillas, the Texas Tech tortillas. I need to know more about the tradition, why it started, why it's happening. It feels like a lot of wasted, perfectly good tortillas. Why are we doing this? Why are we throwing tortillas onto the f- football field? That feels like a really silly idea. I got on the kiss cam at a basketball game when I was with my boyfriend of one year. He went in for the kiss and I put my face in my hands. They left the camera on us for a solid minute and I just stayed there with my hands covering my face. <laughs> poor guy. Oh, poor guy indeed. I want to know, did, y- did it work out? Did you guys keep going. Did you ever kiss him? Poor guy. One year as a boyfriend, I feel like he deserves a kiss on the Jumbotron. I feel like he could have done that for him. Just giving that one to him. That little win. I feel like the Jumbotrons are so incredibly awkward or precious. There's no in between. I've always wanted to get on a kiss cam and I never once, never once have been given the opportunity, but I've always wanted to do it. Never have. It's been a dream of mine. But sometimes they are really awkward, you know, when it's like, that's my brother, that's my son. Or it's clearly a first date. But after a year, I feel like you could have kissed him, I'm gonna be honest. Another jumbotron. I got on the jumbotron, I got so nervous. I tossed my nacho tray with cheese in the air. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, this person really needs to elaborate. I feel so curious. They said, I'm a photographer and I was tackled by a football player while taking pictures of the game. Um, Honestly, sports photographers seem to really lay their lives out on the line. I need to know more. Were you hurt? What kind of a football game was this? Please give us some more context. I don't know why this one made me laugh so much. The Salt Lake City Olympics at a hockey game and I realized I couldn't read the score. My family realized I was (laughs) blown. I was blind it's not funny that you're blind but it's she did say ha at the end so maybe she thinks it's funny but it's funny that it took like a hockey game scoreboard to come to that assumption let's see started my period at my soccer game and of course we were wearing white shorts it's just we like white shorts have been banned in many women's professional leagues it should just be across the board in women's sports it's rude it's wrong it's never gonna end well for anyone on their period one time I was at a junior Olympics in Dallas and went to grab my bag from another court a friend came with me who had sprained her ankle earlier in the tournament so she was on crutches and wrapped up earlier that day she had mentioned how her legs were so hairy and she needed to shave when kneeling down and picking up my bag, I looked over to what I thought was my friend's leg because the crutches and ankle wrap and proceeded to feel her very, very hairy leg and tell her she really did need to shave. When I heard my friend laughing from behind me, I looked up and realized I had just rubbed my very hand on some other stranger's very hairy and very sprained ankle leg. It was horrific. <laughs> it's amazing. I have this memory about my friends in high school who swam. And I feel like they didn't shave their legs until right before swim meet. So, like, when they practiced, they did it with hairy legs. And then if you shave right before swim meet, it takes off seconds on your time. Someone tell me if this is correct. Confirm or deny. But I think that swimmers do this. They don't shave their legs until, like, right before they compete. I remember my friends having incredibly hairy legs in high school. I don't know why, but this feels like a good one to end with because it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> it's like stupid but hilarious. Went to a football game. The cheerleaders were holding up a huge D and a section of picket fence. I asked my date, "What is D gate?" <laughs> uh, the correct the correct answer for what that sign was trying to say is D defense. Defense. That's going to do it for today. I hope in this dead of winter and Jason Kelsey retirement week that this has given you some laughs, some smiles, and I hope you join us next week for our first guest of season two of Sports-ish. Thank you so much for being here. We're launching something really, really fun next week for the Super Bowl. And I hope if you're throwing a Super Bowl party, you will love it. Um, it's a collection, and I, I really can't say much about it, but it's coming next week. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Sign up for our newsletter. Our newsletter is the first to drop all major announcements and also has a lot of fun discount codes for all of our followers. So sign up for the newsletter. It is the, the best thing we put out. We will see you next week on the Sports List Podcast.